You're listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we firmly believe food should fuel your life, not restrict it. Each week, one of our registered dietitian nutritionists will motivate and educate you with accurate and reliable nutrition information to help you achieve your health goals using food. Whether you struggle with yo-yo dieting, weight loss, portion control, or simply just understanding the right eating patterns to get real, lasting results, you're in the right place. I'm Dietitian Kate, nutrition expert, ex-cardio bunny turned barbell junkie, and your host for today's episode. Are you ready to dive in? Coffeeholics, caffeine addicts, my Starbucks reward members, you guys are my people. (laughs) And I'm so glad you're here because we are talking all about how to eat and drink healthy at Starbucks. But hey, if you're not a huge Starbucks person, you might prefer your local mom and pop shop, perhaps you go to a different chain establishment, don't hit pause. A lot of the information I'm gonna share with you today can be applicable to wherever you get your caffeine but I'm gonna focus primarily on Starbucks menu. So you'll hear me referring to specific things that they have available, simply because this is where my clients at Nutrition Awareness tend to frequent the most. I get tons of questions about healthy Starbucks orders, so that's where I'm gonna be speaking, but you can take this information and knowledge and apply it to anywhere you get coffee. If you know somebody who is a coffeeholic or they frequent coffee shops for business meetings or they're always suggesting you guys meet up at Starbucks to catch up, make sure you share this episode with them, especially if they care about their health. They might be self-sabotaging if they're always going to a coffee shop and just ordering whatever sounds sweet and delicious and seasonal. So this could give them a lot of really valuable tips and help improve their life. And I do wanna say, speaking of tips, If you are driving right now, maybe you're in the Starbucks drive-thru, I don't know, maybe you're walking your dog, doing your thing, and you don't have time to sit down and write down this information pen to paper, don't worry, I have this all in text form on our blog. I will be sure to link that blog in the show notes so you can click it and screenshot it on your phone or print it out, keep it in your glove box for whenever you go through the drive-thru, that way you've got your go-to list of healthy options. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Let's start with the healthiest drinks at Starbucks. And I'm gonna start real boring and basic here, all right? Hang in there. You know what I'm gonna say, black coffee or tea. I know it's boring, it's not exciting, there's no bells, there's no whistles, but you're here for the facts, right? Black coffee, black tea, and even an Americano, which is simply an espresso with steamed water, Those are the healthiest, most simple options at Starbucks. There's no extra calories, sugar, nothing. But I know if you're somebody who is used to drinking a caramel macchiato in the morning and you do extra caramel or whipped cream or whatever stuff they put in those fancy schmancy drinks, you're probably rolling your eyes and you're probably like, Kate, (laughs) you think I'm gonna go from drinking a dessert in liquid form to a black coffee? I'd rather go cold turkey and not drink any at all. I get it, I get it, all right? I'm just giving you the facts. If you want the healthiest options, there you go. Black coffee, unsweetened, unsweetened tea and Americano. But I'm a cool dietitian, you guys, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't drink black coffee unless it's the only option. Like I don't hate it, but if I'm gonna spend money on a coffee, I'm gonna get myself a little something, something. And so there I say, okay, throw a splash of milk in your coffee if you need something to break up the bitterness. I don't care what kind of milk as long as it's not unsweetened. 
you wanna do cow's milk, almond milk, I don't care, all right, as long as it's unsweetened. But if even that isn't enough for you, if that's still not going to help you enjoy your coffee, then you can do what I do and order a latte, all right? I'm a latte lover, okay? Lattes are my go-to, but here's the caveat about lattes. Don't get them sweetened. Same with cappuccinos, all right? Both of these things can be great options if you're just doing a milk. And depending on your milk preference, again, I'm not a big stickler on what kind of milk you use. If you like soy milk or cow's milk, there's going to be some protein in those milks, there's gonna be some carbohydrate, and depending on your preferred fat level, some fat. Now, if you're doing almond milk, you're going to have a really low calorie beverage or coconut milk. That isn't going to provide you a lot of satiety, but as long as it's unsweetened, again, go for it. Oat milk, a little bit more on the carbohydrate side, but again, I'd rather you use something like oat milk than having a skim milk or a low calorie milk and pumping a lot of sugar and sweeteners and syrups in your coffee. This is what gets people into problems. If you order a grande latte, almond milk, right? That's not a huge dent in your overall diet. As soon as you start putting in the pumps of caramel and vanilla and mocha or toffee nut and you add in some extra sugar, whatever it is that you're doing, that's when you start to get into some, uh, you know, treacherous water, <laughs> I guess you could say, right? Think about it. How do you how do you want to start your day? Do you want to start your day off with a bunch of sugar in liquid form? Like, is that really worth it? Does that really set a good tone for your energy level, your mood? If you're working on eating healthier, whether it's for diabetic reasons, weight loss reasons, whatever. Is that really part of an optimal diet? Uh, no, I would say flat out no. So skip the sweeteners. If you're using a cow or soy's milk, there is natural sweetness in both of those milks, even almond milk, that can help you bridge the gap from going to, or going from your caramel macchiato to a simpler beverage. Now I know there's gonna be questions about artificial or sugar-free syrups. And nix them, I really am not a fan. In fact, I would rather somebody use less regular sugar, whether it's cane sugar from a little packet, or if it's from a syrup, just using less than they normally would than the same amount of artificial sugars. This is because artificial sugars can trick your brain into thinking it's getting sugar, AKA energy. And when it realizes you're trying to trick it, it's going to fight back. And you might notice cravings later in the day because your brain's like, hey, you told me you were giving me something sweet when I tasted that really sweet flavor on your tongue earlier. I thought I was getting glucose. I thought I was getting energy. And now I'm pissed that you didn't give me energy. So I'm going to send you cravings for cookies, chips, popcorn for the rest of the day. And you might try to fight off those cravings with even more diet or artificial drinks. But if you're like me and you've tried those before, you know it never wins. And eventually you end up giving in and overeating something with sugar in a mass quantity that you never intended. Long story short here, skip the artificial sugars. If you wanna use less regular sugar, if you're like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna switch milks, I'm gonna use less sugar, but I'm not quite ready to give it up entirely, here are some hacks. First, specify to the barista, say, hey, you know, uh, can you just put one half pump of vanilla flavoring instead of the one pump, just like a half pump? Or instead of ordering a tall coffee, you can actually order a short. So a short is eight ounces, 
and a tall is 12 ounces. So you'll save about four ounces of liquid, therefore they're gonna use less sweetener, but I would still specify because you never know what the person in the back is doing. They might think, hey, I'm gonna hook this person up with lots of sweetness. They probably think they're doing you a favor, but honestly, if you're trying to watch your sugar, that is kind of a bummer. In a similar vein, you can go for a nitro cold brew if iced coffee is your thing, okay? So let me kind of back up and explain why I'm bringing this up in the sweetness topic. If you're ordering a regular iced coffee, you still need to specify unsweetened or they put like a pump of this clear sugary syrup in your unsweetened iced coffee. If you order a nitro cold brew, there is no added sweetener, all right? And as a little side note, the nitro cold brew is also really beneficial for anybody who might have any acid reflux or heartburn because it's naturally less acidic than your standard iced coffee. Just a little tidbit there for you. So when if you if you do decide to order the, the nitro cold brew, Megan, the other dietitian, you've heard her on this podcast before, uh, she had shared with me and on our Instagram, her go-to order is the nitro cold brew with sweet cream. And a grande nitro cold brew with sweet cream only has four grams of added sugar, which if you compare that to any other sweetened beverage or tea at Starbucks, that's like a fraction of what some of them have. I mean, I was looking at the refreshers from Starbucks, the passion fruit one, a grande had like 20 grams of added sugar, like eh, nix it. You wanna go ahead and choose the lowest added sugar beverages possible, especially if that's part of your breakfast, if that's what's starting your day. Now, my other friend, Carly, she's a dietitian. She was like, make sure you ask the barista again for just a little sweet cream because they're not measuring back there. They might think they're hooking you up or they're in the middle of a rush hour and they're just pumping and chugging it out, right? Make sure you specify it for just a little bit. And that's the perfect amount of sweetness and smoothness to help you bridge the gap from what you're used to drinking to a lighter option. But of course, you could always do a cold brew or an unsweetened iced coffee with any kind of milk or unsweetened milk that you like. This is the same thing for teas. We can't get too tripped up on the teas or the refresher drinks at Starbucks because again, they can just be sugar vessels, right? I mean, they might just be using black tea as a way to pump in flavor and sugar. So one of the first ones I've noticed that are, that it's like a secret sugar bomb is the chai tea latte. For some reason, chai tea makes us think, oh, this is healthy, it's herbal, it's organic, whatever. It's full of sugar at Starbucks. So again, specify for unsweetened. Are you picking up a theme here? When in doubt, just ask for unsweetened, okay? Trust me, you're not gonna sound stupid. I'm sure they have people order things there all the time that sound way stupider than you asking for something unsweetened, even if it's already unsweetened. When in doubt, just take the sweet out. Another health halo food, as I like to call it, meaning we think it's super healthy, but it's not, is the matcha tea latte at Starbucks. Now don't get it twisted, matcha by itself, awesome. Great health benefits. We're hearing about it all over the place. It has anti-inflammatory properties. It's uh, an antioxidant. Cool. But unfortunately, the matcha drinks at Starbucks, you guessed it, they're loaded with sugar. And they're loaded with sugar because uh, it makes it taste better. And if it tastes good, consumers are going to come back. 
I would suggest doing an unsweetened green tea because you're gonna get the same health benefits from the green tea as you would from the matcha. You're just gonna really save on the sugar. Last thing I'll say about coffee and tea at Starbucks is to be mindful of when you are drinking coffee. A lot of us think that we aren't sensitive to caffeine or that we have a tolerance, but the truth is caffeine has a half-life of about five hours regardless of your tolerance. Yeah, there's gonna be some variance depending on the individual, but think of it like this. If it's 2 p.m. and you're relying on a cup of coffee to get you through the last few hours of work, if you're taking in 40 milligrams of caffeine, in five hours at 7 p.m., we can estimate about 20 milligrams are still in your system. Okay, well, that half-life also has its own half-life. So in about two and a half hours, you're still gonna have 10 milligrams of caffeine in your system, on top of any kind of caffeine that you had already taken in throughout the day around that time. So what does that mean? Well, if you're winding down for bed around 9, 9.30, you might find it really hard to sleep because you still have trace amounts of caffeine in your system. I would recommend weaning off caffeine after about 1 p.m., depending on your schedule. I'm speaking in the context of the average nine to five worker and just testing it out for a week and to see how it goes with your sleep. Because even if you feel like you're falling asleep or you're able to sleep seven hours, you could still be experiencing some sleep disruptions that you've become either immune to or you're not noticing because of all the caffeine you're taking in. My suggestion, switch to a half caffeinated beverage or a decaf, test it out, see how it goes. And if, there, if you notice a difference, great. If you don't, then fine. Cool for you. You can drink caffeine at 2 p.m., you lucky son of a gun. Now let's talk about the breakfast options at Starbucks. Unfortunately, like I said in the beginning, not a lot of the bakery options are ones I'd suggest. In fact, just because something has fruit in it, like a banana nut muffin or a blueberry scone, does not make it healthy. Again, they add sugar to that stuff. It tastes so much better when you add sugar and icing and glaze and all of the fixins. But the good news is Starbucks actually does have some good balanced options for you if you are stopping by for breakfast or just need something on the go. I'm a huge fan of the spinach and feta egg white wrap. I think it actually tastes really good. It's got some flavor and it's a good balance of protein, some veggies, carbohydrates, and fats. So that's always my go-to and you could order that by itself for a balanced breakfast or pair it with a latte for a little extra protein and fat. I also really like the taste of the egg sous vide bites. However, these are mostly just protein and fat and they don't give you any lasting fuel from carbohydrate. So if you're do choosing a drink that doesn't have any carbohydrate in it at all, which most of them won't, especially if you're ordering unsweetened ones, I'd love for you to pair it with something carbohydrate dense, meaning a piece of fruit that you can grab at the counter or even the classic oatmeal. That classic oatmeal has about 150 calories and it's a great serving of good carbohydrates to fuel your day and balance out those healthy nutrients you're taking in from the egg sous vide bites. The blueberry oatmeal, it's good, but they do add agave syrup to the blueberry oatmeal. You're better off just buying the oatmeal plain and then adding your own fruit, either with the banana or apple available at the counter or bringing something from home. Agave syrup might have a little bit more nutrition than traditional sugar, but it still behaves as a sugar in our body. Now the last breakfast I'm gonna recommend, I was a little iffy to recommend, and that's the reduced fat turkey and cheese sandwich. Now, 
I normally, I'm not a big reduced fat person because I mean, I want people to have fat in their meal and it usually tastes really bad if you are, you know, eating something reduced fat. I mean, have you ever had a reduced fat cracker? It's gross. Fat makes things taste good. But honestly, I think they're just putting the reduced fat in this title to appeal to consumers because turkey bacon has less fat than their traditional bacon sandwiches. And they still have cheese on there, which gives you a little bit of extra fat. So the reduced fat turkey and cheese sandwich is pretty good. I think it actually tastes all right and it still boasts a better nutrition profile compared to other options. Optimally, I would love for you to pair this with some kind of beverage that has either soy milk or cow's milk. So at least you get a little bit of extra fat to boost the nutrition profile of that meal and keep you fuller for longer. There is a seasonal bakery option that you look forward to every year. Maybe it's the cranberry bliss bar that's out right now in December or the pumpkin bread or whatever they've got. Guys, let yourself enjoy it. Don't deprive yourself from it, but use common sense here. Don't order it every day or every week. That is not the best way to start your day, especially every single day of the week. If you look at your overall diet, that can have a huge impact if you're having a sweet treat from Starbucks every single day. So my advice, enjoy it once, twice, and then move on with your life. Now let's talk about the lunch options at Starbucks. They have a lot of good ones. In fact, I'm pretty impressed with the variety of food options they offer for everybody, including vegetarians. One piece of advice that I always give everybody who enjoys eating out but wants to eat out less is to think about your favorite restaurants and the meal options that you go to and figure out how to emulate them at home. And the first suggestion at Starbucks is a brilliant example of this. And those are the protein bistro boxes. They're literally just like little picnics in a box and that would be a great thing for you to either pack for your kids school lunch if they are going to school or if you're going into the office, it's another really easy thing to emulate and it's pretty much excuse proof because you can literally throw uh, cheese, boiled eggs, nuts and some carrot sticks and hummus into a box, right? I mean, that takes two minutes, it's excuse proof. So these bistro boxes can give you a lot of recommendations and they're all really healthy. They all have a great source of protein. What I also like about them is that they are different sizes. So there's one that is like a Southwest chicken wrap box that would be ideal for somebody who eats three big meals and maybe like one, one or two small snacks, somebody who prefers to feel really full or just requires a bigger lunch to feel satiated. And then there's little smaller boxes, I guess you could say. I mean, they're not smaller in size, but calorically, protein wise, they're just a little bit less heavy than the Southwest chicken wrap box. And that would be ideal for someone who likes to eat more frequently throughout the day, maybe smaller mini meals. And that's gonna be the grilled chicken hummus box, the egg and cheese box, the PB and jam, cheese and fruit. All of these are delicious, awesome options. And depending on how you like to eat, what your pattern is, you can find one that works for you. The sandwiches I recommend are the turkey, basil, and pesto panini. And if you're a vegetarian, I also recommend the tomato and mozzarella panini. And then probably my favorite thing on the lunch menu at Starbucks is the chicken quinoa protein bowl. I think it's really cool that Starbucks is catering to the consumer's demands for 
plant-based meals that are also protein rich. So I'm pretty sure they have some that don't have chicken that have lentils. I haven't seen those at my local Starbucks, but I have seen them on the menu before. But either way, they're nutrient dense, they're filling, they're satiating, and I think they taste really good. But again, I've only actually had the chicken quinoa protein bowl versus the lentil one. If you walk through a Starbucks line, you will see baskets full of different chip options, snack options, they've even got a cooler. And I'm really impressed with the variety of nutrient-rich options that you can pick from. So I'm gonna list off some of my favorites, but I will say, whenever you're choosing a snack, think about what the purpose of that snack is. If it is just to get you through three or four hours without a meal, then you're going to wanna choose something a little bit more satiating with at least 10 to 12 grams of protein and some healthy fats. But if you're just feeling a little munchy and you need something light, then you might not need to focus so much on the protein. Or if you're about to take a jog or something and you just need a quick boost of carbohydrates, they've also got options for you as well. But when most people are picking snacks, I recommend looking for something balanced with protein, fat, and carbohydrates. And Starbucks makes it really easy to mix and match different snacks or get an all-in-one option with the things that they have available. The first thing is Ziggy's yogurt. I've seen the 0% fat at my Starbucks, so I'd recommend pairing that with either a thing of nuts that they offer. They have the roasted or unsalted raw nuts in little bags, or even pairing that with something like string cheese. I know that's a lot of dairy, so it depends on your system, but I'd love for you to add a little bit of fat so that you feel fuller for longer with a zero-fat yogurt. They also have moon cheese, which oh, guys, if you haven't had moon cheese, it is so good. It's basically just like dehydrated balls of cheese and they are protein rich. They are so flavorful. I love them. A little high on the sodium side, but if you're not concerned about high blood pressure, don't sweat it. They also have regular string cheese and baby bell wheels. They have kind bars, perfect bars, which if you've never had a perfect bar, they are so delicious, definitely more of like a meal replacement type bar. So if you've got a long time in between meals or you're a really active person and you burn a lot of energy throughout the day, this could be the perfect bridge between the next time you eat. They also have turkey jerky. Again, watch the sodium. And if you really just feel munchy and you need something light, I like that they have these things called hip peas, which are like chips, I suppose, made from chickpeas. They're mostly carbohydrate based, but they're gonna be a little bit better for you than a traditional chip. If you really are looking for something substantial to fill you up, again, I'd pair that with something like the string cheese or the yogurt. That's it guys, those are the healthiest choices at Starbucks. Don't forget to share this podcast with somebody who needs it. And even better, if you screenshot this podcast and post it on your Instagram story or feed, make sure you tag us and comment with your healthiest Starbucks option, whether it's something I listed here on the podcast that you're going to try or that you've always ordered, or if I missed something and you want to share the knowledge. I want to know, I want to know what you're drinking. And if you have questions about whether something's healthy, you can also send us a DM. So direct message us and tag us on Instagram at, at nutrition.awareness. Don't forget that dot in the middle of nutrition and awareness. We'd be happy to answer any kind of questions.
questions about Starbucks orders, or if you have any other kind of restaurants that you want us to audit and talk about here on the podcast or the blog, we'd love to hear your suggestions. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in and we will catch you on the next